Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Games cast. This is episode 12. My name is Jeffrey Morse. Join, joining me today are my two regular game cast brothers, the Nathan Wagner. Hello, folks. What is up? And the always wonderful Robert Douglas. Here and present. <laughs> Super present right now. So, oh, um, yeah. on today's show, we are going to be talking about our favorite video game crossovers. That'll be in our second segment of the show. I picked up Hyrule Warriors this last week, and it made me kind of be—it made me kind of think about other video game crossovers and spinoffs, and you know what are our favorite type of spinoffs and crossovers in video games, and you know what are some that maybe we'd like to see. So you'll probably hear some crazy um, ideas from us that will probably be uh, pretty entertaining. Nathan's over here <laughs> twiddling his <laughs> fingers for those of you who can't see. <laughs> Uh, so that'll be fun. But before we jump into our second segment, we have a lot of news to talk about this week. Not necessarily any big uh, pieces of news, but we have a lot of different little things we'd like to touch on. But first, <gasps> we have our giveaway winner. Woo. So, Woo. our winner from last week, at Rory with like three Ys or whatever it three was, R's, I believe. Um, very graciously messaged me and said that he is actually in the UK and my code is a U.S. only code, and he took it. He, he he wasn't upset or anything. He's like, "Oh, no worries about it. Just give it away to someone else who's in the U.S." So we have drawn a new winner for the Rumbo for the Wii U, and we think this person lives in the U.S. and they should be able to use it. So hopefully, I'm going to send you a message, and you'll be able to get it, and we'll be good uh, on our Rumbo giveaway. But Nathan, you have that name, so why don't you go ahead and read it off? I have that name. This is at Blinkserizer. Uh, B-L-I-N-X-E-R-I-Z-E-R. So, if your Twitter handle is at Blinkserizer, you have won yourself a free copy of Runbo for the Wii U. Courtesy of the Hey Listen Games cast. And uh, be looking forward to that. So we will send you a message, Blinkserizer, and uh, just reply to that, and uh, I will send that code off to you. But we also had a second giveaway that we started this last week, and uh, not quite as many people entered this giveaway, probably because it was... Um, a 3DS game, and it was also kind of a smaller 3DS game. I, th- I feel like a lot of people kind of have this game. I mean, no one I know has it, but I feel like a lot of other people have downloaded it. It's only like a 2 or $3 game. Yeah. But it is a fun game nonetheless. And our winner for a copy of Gunman Clive for the 3DS, Nathan, is Magical Worker! At Magical Worker! And I think I was actually, he was tweeting at us on our profile earlier today, so... Um, shout out to at Magical Worker. I will also send you a message once the show is done here with your game code. So congratulations. Congratulations. And also let me know if you're like an elf from Harry Potter because I kind of think you are because your <laughs> thing is Magical Worker. Just because he's a Magical Worker. <laughs> Rob, say congratulations. Come on. I, I think this is awesome. This is great. <laughs> say congratulations. <laughs> So, uh, congratulations. There we go. There's a Rob congrats right there. Um, so we won't, I don't think we'll have Those a giveaway this week. We'll probably take a break for a week, but we'll probably come back with another giveaway um, next week. Sound good, guys? Sounds good. All right. So that is our giveaway. Um, now jumping straight into our news. I thought this first piece of news was awesome. This happened right after our show uh, last week. Um, as you know, Nathan and I are big Destiny players. Rob, kind of a big Destiny player. Not really. Um, we all have the game, <laughs> I'll though. play a little bit. And we, 
I kind of follow some Destiny community members, like who put YouTube content out and people on Twitch and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, a lot of the big names, like uh, Goliathon and uh, My Name is Bife and other uh, big Destiny community people, put on a Destiny like community like convention. And it was the first annual one last year, and it was a pretty big hit. And so they kind of got a lot more people involved, and we're making a second one this year. And they did a charity stream that went for, I think, four or five days. And they had different people yeah. from the Destiny community streaming 24 hours a day. It took, like, five-hour shifts or something like that. And they're raising money for the St. Jude's Children's Hospital, um, which basically funds, like, cancer research and stuff. And uh, they raised, I think their goal was 250000 And they doubled that goal and raised over $500,000, so half a million dollars, to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. That's amazing. Which is awesome. That's awesome. A bunch of gamers from the Destiny community and just what I assume is mostly like 20 to 25-year-olds donated half a million dollars to this cause. And so I just thought that was really, really cool that... Um, that happened, like St. Jude said, that was like the biggest, you know, charity thing from a gaming community ever. And it was all raised within like five days. And I was watching, uh, I think I sent the link out uh, to you. Yeah. You guys. To the stream. Uh, yeah, to, to the, the stream. stream. Yeah. I was yep. watching like yep. the last 30 minutes of the stream. And like they were at like 450000 They raised $50,000 in like the last 20 minutes. Whoa. Like it was insane. People just dropping like these yeah. huge donations left and right. And I don't know. It was really, really cool to see and really kind of yeah. awesome to see like a, I don't know. I feel like gaming community, especially online gaming communities, can be so toxic a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah they get a really negative out there or a ne- negative um, reputation. This is such a cool way where you know gamers are doing something that actually gets back to the community. It's something that's really cool, and to see this much money come in from people and. I mean, the guys were sitting there. They were just like, I was. I watched from like four hundred to four fifty, and they were just screaming basically the whole time they couldn't read the ticker it was going so fast there's like this is so awesome guys this is so incredible because like they were streaming like crucible like multiplayer matches while that while it was going and like they couldn't even like hardly play because they were having to read names and they like the names were too fast for them like they had a list of like 30 people and like like all right so and so thank you for the donation so and so thank you for your donation like it it never there was never like a break in it yeah really really they actually at one point they had someone else reading it while the guy was playing but they were dying a lot (laughs) i mean they were playing horrible but because they were trying to read it so fast i read this actually read this but uh, it was great this mainstream article about i think it was nbc news or something like that um kind of about the the whole street um the charity stream and everything like that and it was kind of really encouraging it was awesome because they were basically kind of um interviewed a couple of the people and um they were kind of talking about how um you know for young people and for millennials like we don't have a, a lot of people we don't have a lot of money to give you know like to a lot to charity and stuff like that but people would be like oh yeah they're doing it for this for charity this is super awesome i can watch and give like five or ten bucks or whatever and when yeah, a lot of people do that um mm-hmm. it just builds up um and so more and more people are looking at ways to kind of generate um charity and generate um money f- um kind of in that revenue versus like going after people who are really really well off and um able to give a lot of money which i mean sh- i'm sure they'll still be but it's a cool way for younger people to be able to give money yeah for, for yeah. sure and i think it's just super cool and makes makes me proud to be part of the destiny community yes so. for sure so mm-hmm. it's pretty cool and uh bungie even jumped in for the for like the last uh, hour of the stream and they said they were going to match all the donations for the last hour so Whoa. like bungie the company itself <laughs> as well so that's awesome and bungie is already a big charitable corporation like their yeah. bungie store oh that yeah, yeah. Merch and stuff 100 percent of it just goes to charity and stuff so um super cool that 
people can use or this video game has brought so much money to people who need it. So pretty cool story there. Um, but yeah, our next story, uh, Rob, I know you want to talk about this one, so I'll let, I'll let you take it away. <laughs> uh, earlier this week or last week, a video surfaced of about 30 minutes of Xbox gameplay from 007 GoldenEye, a.k.a. the Nintendo 64 title. The classic. Uh, it looks really, I mean, this is a classic game. I love playing this game. I played this game as a kid, and this is pretty much the only game I can actually beat Jeff at. It's true. Um, which is a huge accomplishment. He still holds that over and... my head today, <laughs> even though it was five years ago. It was ago. like, we pl- we played like ten games, and I won nine out of ten, so, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> it looked like it was remastered, uh, but Xbox boss Phil Spencer said, GoldenEye has always been a rights issue, not a getting code to run issue. And that's all he said about it. He didn't confirm it or deny it. So there's a high possibility that James Bond 007 GoldenEye might be going in a remastered version to the Xbox. Yeah. Did you? Which would be, Did you? See, which would like, explain why video, it was. Rob? Yeah, I watched the whole okay. thing. Okay, so it was like a remake, like a remaster, like with Pierce Brosnan and stuff like that, Bond and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it looked yeah. a lot like. Um, I don't know how many of the later editions of the game of Double O Seven you guys played, but kind of looked like uh, some of the uh, GameCube. PS2 mm-hmm. generation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would definitely say I... that. It looked, because uh, they actually did remaster some other, like, Rare games for the Rare Replay collection, and, like, mm-hmm. I remember back yeah. on Xbox Live Arcade, I played uh, Perfect Dark remastered when my friends had it, and, like, it definitely looked a lot better than the 64 one, and, like, it, so it kind of looked like that, like, it was kind of a slight remastering and slight technical buff, but it wasn't, like, a full-on project that tons of people were working on. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. So maybe it so was that might be, be why it wasn't in the yeah. I, my guess is it was yeah. probably something that was planned to come out on Xbox Live Arcade, and then somewhere down the road, someone at Microsoft realized, oh wait, we yeah. technically can't release this. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. something like that. Well, I played the, um, uh, the remake on the Wii that they released, like well, that was like yeah. a spiritual sequel. It wasn't really a spiritual. Great. Sequel. It was a spiritual. They kind of remade the levels and stuff with uh, Daniel Craig. Didn't you get like a golden like? Yeah, with it or I got like a golden. Classic controller, right? Classic controller. Do you still have it? No, what happened to it? <laughs> I don't <laughs> no. even know. I, I got a cool shirt with the uh, Odd Jobs hat on it. This is cheer on it. I still have that. <laughs> uh, of course you do. But, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, don't know. Um, next news story. So, uh, Final Fantasy 15 is coming out November 29th after being delayed. But it was also announced recently that the first half of the game will be that more open world. You can go pretty much wherever you want. You can explore. You can kind of do tasks and quests and side quests and all this stuff as you want. And then the second half of the game will drop you more into a linear storyline. That way, if you, you know, halfway through, you know, the save the world and story quest, you don't go and play poker at in red dead redemption for you know three hours so rob this whole thing is specifically made for you because you can't finish games open world games is that right <laughs> that's what i'm getting out of this that's probably true because normally by about the second half of the game i'm like i just need to finish this game and so this is designed for people like myself who get bored of open worlds after the first half of the game but i mean it's kind of an interesting move we'll see if it works um it's the first time I think a video game has really done this in a like a big AAA title has tried to do this. So we'll see how it works. And it's like the first Final Fantasy to ever be open world. Is that right? Like all of them yeah. are pretty linear. 
There was a couple, like, uh, Final Fantasy XII was a pseudo-open world, but for the most part, the storyline has always been very linear, and so you're always kind of just progressing along the story and everyone. Even Final Fantasy has gotten bit by the open world bug now. Everything is. Every game. I'm waiting for Madden to go open world. <laughs> oh, God. Just, <laughs> just play just as Emmett Smith as you trek across the, the Texas savannah. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, Texas goodness. Savannah. <laughs> um, and then uh, one other thing, the new Humble Bundle came out today. Uh, it's a Humble Bundle with a throwback to uh, Sierra, which is an old video game company that used to put out games. And it's got a ton of classic games, things like Space Quest Collection, Police Quest, um, Time Shift, which is a newer game. Uh, if you pay a little bit more money, $15 or more, you get Caesar 3 and 4, which I used to play Caesar 3 when I was a little kid. Any of these games, I, I, Rob. I, I was going to ask you, have you played any of these, Rob? Because I was looking at those, so I was like, I've heard of one game before. You guys have probably heard of Geometry, Geometry Wars. I've heard of Geometry Wars. It came out on Xbox Wars, and Arcade. And, there was and then a, King's Quest. The uh, Velocity you guys have game heard... I got as a PS Plus game. It was pretty yeah, the Velocity oh, really? game. Okay. I know that was Sierra, though. That was... Oh, that was surprising. I thought they made like yeah. old computer then, games. Yeah, like and then the other one is uh, King's Oregon Quest. Probably. Yes, they but did. If Oregon Trail uh, was King's on Quest. here, I would be tempted. <laughs> Oregon Trails. The last like big one is King's Quest, which comes out. They have like both the classic collection and the newer re-release, which was done, I believe, by Telltale or had some sort of that uh, same episode. I think it was Telltale. I think it was somebody do, else. Not, it was I someone close to that. Episode on PS4 for free. Yeah, I and I mean, this isn't uh, this this whole package. I've played a couple of those games, and none of them. It doesn't really appeal to me too much. Um, but it does go to support Call of Duty, not the video game. Oh, oh, uh, I was like, what? Su- I'm like, I'm never supporting selling this. out. I'm never buying a humble bundle again. No, Call of Duty Endowment is to support veterans who um, can't always get employment. So it's to help them find jobs, and especially because coming out of the military, you can't always get sued by Activision yet. Rob, I have a a serious question for you. Are you secretly employed (laughs) by the Humble Bundle? (laughs) I actually am. They uh, give me a stipend every few weeks to. uh, No, just kidding. Okay, I'm not endorsed. I wish. What? I want a stipend. (laughs) I'm part of the show. (laughs) Tell them to hook me up. I wish that would be great. I I would promote them. So Humble Bundle, if you're listening. Right here. I will support you full. <laughs> just send me free games. Give I don't care about my just, <laughs> just send me some free games every once in a while. All right. All right. Well, moving on. Konami announced this week that uh, finally a leaked version has been out for a while, but they officially announced Metal Gear Solid Five: The Definitive Experience will be coming out on October 11th and basically just bundles the Phantom Pain, which is the main Metal Gear Solid Five game, Together with Ground Zeroes, which was like the Metal Gear Solid Five demo, practically. I had like Wasn't one... it only like an hour long or something? Yeah, I had like that? one mission, and you yeah. could do some different stuff in it, but it was pretty much just one mission. That... There's probably like over, I think there's like 25 or 30 in Phantom Pain. It's pretty much just mm-hmm. one of those type of missions. Um, but it also comes with all its DLC, which I didn't even know that game had DLC until I, was I read say, that. Do they even have DLC? <laughs> is it like multiplayer DLC? I I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some multiplayer <laughs> stuff in there, 
but the multiplayer mode's like totally separate from the game itself. Like yeah. it's it launches almost like a whole different like menu and game yeah, and everything. Yeah, like Metal Gear Online and yeah, Metal Gear Online stuff. So I'm not really sure what the DLC is, but um, maybe they're making new DLC that's included. In it. Not sure, but if you didn't play Metal Gear Solid Five and you really like the series and didn't get it for some reason, this looks like a good bundle for you to pick up. But I, I, it I sounds like rec- a cash grab to me. Yeah, I would probably yeah, it is just picking up the Phantom Pain on sale for 15, 20 like bucks 15, on 20 itself. Bucks now, yeah. This will probably be yeah. close to full price, so I, I wouldn't say it's worth it. But yeah, so that happened, which I guess is better than Konami announcing another spinoff Metal Gear game that no one wants. I mean, at least this true. one's good, so. <laughs> so that, that's on the bright side. But um, Cool. I know there was one announcement that made Nathan happy this week. Uh, Kind of. So... <laughs> Nintendo uh, announced, I believe it was this morning, they announced a 3DS Focus Direct scheduled to come out uh, September 1st, so that's this Thursday. Um, And it's focused exclusively on 3DS. Nintendo said there's not going to be NX news here, um, so don't look for that exclusively on upcoming 3DS games and stuff, we're assuming. Uh. Um, Which a lot of people, myself included, are kind of like, Okay, cool, but tell us about NX. We've been waiting for, you know, a year and a half to hear about We're way too hyped. Exactly. We yeah, want to know what on, it just is. Just tell us. So hopefully this is Nintendo kind of getting the 3DS stuff out of the way and so like they can hit us with the NX or something like that. They can hit us with the NX yeah. announcement. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. It's it's crazy because this is the first Nintendo Direct in like five months, so we've been waiting yeah. forever. And usually whenever it happens, there's really high expectations. And they just announced a new 3DS XL that's like Galaxy themed. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't put that Galaxy 3DS announcement in the actual direct versus announcing it. Because they announced it like on Monday. Like they yeah. announced it like three days before. For the like direct. a one minute like video yeah, of Reggie. Reggie like unboxing it or something like that. And I was like, what? And for those of you who haven't seen it, it's just basically the newest 3DS model that just instead of having like a color or like a theme wrapped around a game, it just is like. A picture of the Milky Way type thing, like on it's the cover. really. I think it's really pretty. It's kind of purple. But it looks my cool. Colors, Just so. like it because it's purple. But it looks really pretty. But it seems super random. Nintendo's trying to continue the smartphone market, so they went to their developers <laughs> and they're like, "Ah, this Galaxy phone is really popular. Make us a Galaxy 3DS." And so that's what that's popped what out. Popped <laughs> out of the oven. <laughs> oh man, it was lost in translation. Yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh, something like that. So I don't know. I, I feel like that's a really random thing to re- be releasing. Yeah, and putting out. Well, and Japan just got a, a Super Famicom like theme 3DS, which looks awesome, which looks really cool. And I know a lot of people in America are like, "Why didn't you put that out here, Super Nintendo one?" instead of the Galaxy one, so... I mean, I wonder unless... if it has anything to do with No Man's Sky? No. <laughs> Trying to cash in on the There's no the way No Man's, Man's Sky, Sky is going to be on 3DS. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, but, maybe think, what if they put Mario Galaxy on the new 3DS? That's the only thing that makes sense. I mean, they ported yeah, that, that Xenoblade Chronicles Wii game, right? So, yeah, like, but at the same time, if they're putting Mario Galaxy on there, why would they not put, like, Mario Galaxy art on there, not just random Galaxy stuff? I don't know. But they yeah. are labeling it the Galaxy one, so it's like, they're naming it Galaxy. Mario Galaxy is already Maybe they're Nintendo. trying to trick people into thinking <sighs> that. I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a Nintendo Direct coming out, it's all 3DS stuff, they've been getting all the Pokemon stuff like, out every week, so I doubt there'll be much new Pokemon news. I'm sure there'll be something. There'll be... I was looking at it, at the list for this year. There's, like, a Dragon Quest Seven game, some other RPGs. Some other RPGs. RPGs. <laughs> Pokemon, which is there's, an RPG. There's, no, uh, there's that, the, 
Oh, Yokai Watch 2. RPG. RPG game, which uh, has the best subtitles ever. Uh, I think it's bony, fleshy spirits and bony something. It's so weird. Oh, goodness. It's very... Lost in Japanese translation. Yes. Um, but yeah, the, the, the cool thing about Nintendo Rex are, even if, you know, we supposedly know what it's about, there's always that chance for surprises. I'm sure we'll, we'll at least get maybe a mini mention or something of the NX at the end. Like, probably not any I'm new not information. But like, hopefully something where like, we know you're looking forward to NX, we look forward to sharing about it soon. Well, the direct in a month or two, something like that. I don't know. I'm going in with zero expectations, <laughs> so they can't break my heart. Yeah. But they could always announce, they'll probably announce some new games. Hopefully, they're not just random RPGs, because there's so many of them. It's kind of overwhelming, even for people who like RPGs. Like, one of my friends, a good friend of the show, Jeff Brown, he plays lots of RPGs. It's like his, one of his favorite genres. But he's like, yeah, like, I loved Bravely Default, and the second one came out, and I haven't even started it yet, because, like, the first one to have, like, 100 hours in, and, like, <laughs> four other it. RPGs have come out since then that I've barely even, like, gotten into. And If you so. like RPGs, the 3DS is the system for you. Yeah. You should get one, Rob. You like RPGs. Yeah, you can get I do like RPGs, like but, you know, the big bucks. thing with... The big thing with RPGs right now is, like you said, you put in 60, 70 hours minimum in so you're one. still on Fallout. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need Give it up, Rob. Anymore. Give it up. But yeah, I'm sure no, we'll be, never. We'll I'm, be talking a little I'm bit. I'm fighting next through. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit next week about anything interesting that's announced in that direct. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay yeah. tuned to hear more about that. Um, let's see. A couple other things I want to talk about. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is for any racing fans out there. Gran Turismo Sport was supposed to come out this November and it got delayed to 2017. Um, People still play those games? Yeah, I guess. I mean, Gran Turismo used to be like the really big racing f- PlayStation yeah, racing used franchise and stuff like that, but I feel like it's fallen off a lot. So, I mean, it's not open world, so that's true. No open world, yeah. so it's probably gonna <laughs> fail. Um, but that got delayed to 2017. Um, sad if you like those games. I haven't really played any of them. So, 2017 is gonna be busy enough. Already. Oh my gosh, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know where that's gonna fit. Um, but kind of the big exciting thing is uh, Battlefield 1 is having an open beta that begins tomorrow, uh, August 31st, and I'm not sure when it runs through. I think this weekend at some point. But uh, that's pretty exciting. It's um, open for everyone, too. If, yeah. you if you don't have PS Plus, you can still play yeah, it. Yeah, even if you don't have PS yeah. Plus, you can pick it up or try it out, which is cool. It'll be cool to kind of get in and see what the game is going to play like. And I think it's smart to, to ride the, the wave of hype. Uh, while you still can. So. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to jump mm-hmm. in, check it out, and uh, see what it looks like. Maybe we'll stream it or something like that. So Yeah, I, I was thinking about jumping in there as well. To play with you guys? Yes. But what if I don't really like Battlefield? Well, it's, we'll just uh, play the beta with us and then never buy the game. Chance. As long as it's less than 10 gigs. Like, I don't want to download something that's like 40 gigs. <laughs> it's probably I, I had like to delete so many games like recently. That. I'm having... My sister come visit us, and she wants to play these like old PS4 games, like Battlefront and Injustice. I'm like, well, I need to delete all these things that I just redownloaded Last of Us to give it another shot, and yeah. I didn't get to play it. I just like, oh, I delete it again. Delete it again. <laughs> so, um, Such is the life of a PS4 user. Exactly, uh, yeah. it's terrible. But uh, last piece of news: there was a new, fresh NX rumor, as usual. Da, 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 da. <laughs> that came out this week, <laughs> and. Uh, NX is rumored to have a share button similar to the PS4 that can share screenshots, put clips on YouTube, presumably probably post some stuff on Miiverse and stuff, which I don't think would be a surprise to anyone since Xbox and PlayStation pretty much already have that and yep. we're so far. 
I think it'd be hilarious for Nintendo to have that because, like, of their whole, like, YouTube ad revenue thing that's really strict. <laughs> See how that would shake out. But uh, yeah. it'd be cool to have that. I like sharing screenshots of, like, uh, games, and it's kind of a hassle to do it on the Wii U to put things it, up on Twitter. So yeah, as long that'd as it nice. works faster than Miiverse on the Wii U, it'll be good. Yeah, as long as it's quick and easy, like the PS4, I think that is a great idea. And then, apparently, uh, NX Dev Kits have a split D-pad, like the PlayStation, which, um, if you don't know any history behind the D-pad, Nintendo invented the D-pad in 1985, uh, before the video games pretty much just controlled with, like, big, awkward, awkward, like, joysticks, yeah, Yeah, like Atari and stuff. So they invented the D-pad, it was a 20-year patent that ran out in 2005, um, which is why we didn't really see the D-pad pop up in the same form in other consoles. That's why, like, Xbox had that weird circle one that was and terrible. PlayStation has the split one. Yeah, PlayStation has the split one with the four different, like, buttons. And so that patent did run out, so other people have kind of been able to use it again. But that is kind of a trademark Nintendo. Like, the D-pad's been on, like, every controller mm-hmm. they've, like, ever made. Yeah, there's there's no way that... Even if the dev kits had a split D-pad, it was probably to save money or something like that. Like, there's no way that actual classic Nintendo D-pad isn't going to be on the new NX. Yeah, like that, I mean, that would make absolutely zero sense. I think that has, like, I give it a 99% chance, guarantee, that there will be the classic Nintendo D-pad. I don't think this rumor is true. Yeah. So I would not get angry about it. Don't freak out about (laughs) it. Yeah, don't freak out. Yeah. Especially with all the... It's all just rumors. Yeah, the millions of rumors that have been coming out. We can't take all of them. So, Nintendo, hurry up and tell us about the NX so we can... Stop, Stop freaking, freaking out, out about split D-pads. <laughs> Stop this, is what we're, this is what we're debating and talking about. Split exactly. D-pads. We have nothing else kids. to talk about. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah, I, Emily Rogers, a big Nintendo person who, well, she doesn't work for Nintendo, but she tweets Nintendo stuff out all the time and is usually has made a lot of predictions that have been correct. So she said that about the dead kids. So I'm sure that part's probably true, but I don't think I'll make it in the final. No, final no way. She followed me on Twitter this weekend, too. Whoa, yeah. I nice. felt pretty cool. That is pretty cool. But uh, anyways, moving on to our second segment. Do a barrel roll. <laughs> Thanks, Peppy. Oh, dear. Um, so our second segment, we're talking about video game crossovers. I thought we would start off by talking about Hyrule Warriors, um, which is a crossover between Nintendo's Legend of Zelda and Team Ninja's uh, Dynasty Warriors series. And it came out, like, exactly almost two years ago um, in August for the Wii U. I didn't pick it up at the time just because uh, I think it was right when I got the PS4 and, like, I was get, getting into Destiny and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, I've been waiting for a price drop, and Nintendo games, you know, rarely ever do that. It's been, it's been annoying. Yeah. Uh, but it finally dropped to $30, which is the cheapest I've ever seen it, and I had a gift card, so I was able to pick it up for, like, 8 bucks or something, so... Um, I picked it up, and I actually really liked it a lot. I played it a ton this weekend, and I beat most of the main campaign, and then I, I messed around with some of the other modes. And um, It's really cool because there's so many different characters in it. Like um, you, you have your main Zelda characters like Link and Zelda, Ganondorf, uh, Sheik, and you have like more obscure ones like... Uh, Darinia and Princess Ruto and Agatha Dude. the Bug Girl from Twilight Princess. All of Princess. those are characters. <laughs> Darinia is from Majora's Mask, which you should play. Well, I thought he was from. No, he's from Ocarina. He's the guy who dances. No, but he's he's also in Majora's. He's in Majora's Mask. Yeah. Well, they use like the same thing in both of them, I guess. Well, yeah, but he he has an important role in Majora's Mask. Okay. Um, well, but it's really cool because basically the way the story goes, it kind of splits off into the three timelines, and so you kind of go into the Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda world. 
you go into the Twilight Princess world and you go into the Skyward Sword world. And as someone who's like, those are like three of my favorite Zelda games, going into those different worlds and seeing the different villains, because like Zant is in there, Girahim, like all the villains from those games are in there as characters as well. And just kind of seeing all these characters all come together in like one big mashup is just really cool to see. And it's all in HD and it's Zelda. So it's like, we've never seen Zelda in a beautiful HD cutscenes before. So kind of seeing that really made me excited. And then like the music's great. Cause it's just pretty much different Some remixed really variations remixes, on, yeah. and there's like over like 50 songs or something too, which is awesome. super cool. So mm. just, it really got the Zelda feel down. I mean, gameplay wise, it doesn't play at all like a Zelda game. Like, other than, you know, being able to roll and lock onto enemies and hit people with swords, like, that's where the similarities pretty much stop. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you're pretty much going out doing crazy combos, defeating giant hordes of enemies. Like, you usually be like a thousand plus enemies in a battle. For a level. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of you wander on giant battlefields and take different points and stuff. And um, gameplay is nothing, you know, revolutionary, but I think it's pretty fun and it looks really pretty. Like, there's flashy combos and stuff you can do, and it's pretty easy to do. It's not crazy complex like devil may cry or bayonetta or anything yeah, like that yeah there's a lot of i think the biggest thing it has going for it is i played it some with you there's a wide variety of characters and all those characters like uh have different, different weapons yeah. and they play differently and stuff like that which is cool and some characters have like two or three different weapons and depending what weapon they have it's almost like a whole new character yeah almost like a new character yeah. like they have different combos yeah. and stuff because link can use <laughs> like a master sword you can use a spinner from twilight princess you can use a fire rod, and, like, all of them look totally different. You get these crazy, like, over-the-top, like, super moves that just, like, destroy, like, hundreds of people on the battlefield. Yes, those are hilarious. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. I've, I'm, I mean, I'm not bummed that I didn't pick it up earlier because, you know, I was definitely busy with other games, and I'm glad that I got it for a, a good deal. But, I don't know, I've been playing it a lot, and I think it's a, a game, if you're a Wii U owner, that you should definitely check out, especially if you're any sort of type of Zelda fan. I know it was kind of put out to kind of... <laughs> They knew Breath of the Wild was many years away, so they kind of put it out to appease the, uh, the, Zelda, the yeah. Zelda fans on the Wii U. But I don't know. I thought I thought it's thought it's pretty cool. It's cool to see all those characters come together. It's got really cool progression system. Um, pretty much, I don't know. The only thing I don't like is I feel like a lot of the characters are kind of dumb. But that's my personal opinion. Like, like the Zelda characters, like, like the bug the... lady's dumb. The original characters that they add in the game don't really fit. Like they totally look like They're Dynasty kinda, Warrior heroes. Yeah, which I think was very kind of. The, I think it was kind of the point. Yeah. yeah, like the two girls that that they added are very Japanese, and like the wizard guy kind of looks the wizard villain, the main bad guy looks like his older boss, but the other guy yeah. d- definitely does not. Um, but yeah, some of the characters are kind of weird, and then they added a like a bug lady from Twilight Princess, which was I feel like was a really random stretch for putting her in but like other ones like Dorinia you like freaking destroy people like by rolling around as a Goron and smashing them with a hammer and calling down like volcano rocks and stuff and it's some pretty cool stuff but yeah it's a fun game but like I said we were kind of thinking about different video game crossovers because that was a crossover between it was a Zelda game but it was in the style of Dynasty Warriors and so um, what kind of maybe franchises would we like to see kind of like Hyrule Warriors basically get changed into a different genre for, like, a spinoff game or something. Yeah, uh, Rob, I'm going to go to you first. So, uh, so like, one series I'd really like to see in a different genre, actually, is um, I'd love to see Assassin's Creed. You guys knew this was going to come. Well, I'm, not I'm a huge, I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan, but I'd love to see Assassin's Creed done more like a roguelike type game. 
You know, like the gameplay where you can, like, you play as this assassin, you're going through all the motions, and then your character dies, and you have to start all over with a different character. Oh, like a zombie. Like, I'd love to see, like, like Zombie U or, um... Well, I mean, that's what they're called. They're called roguelike. Okay, roguelike so, games okay. are games where if you die, you start over with a new character. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so that would be really well, interesting to see. Like, upgrades? maybe. That would be sucky. I guess. I, I guess it would just depend on how. Yeah. I guess it would just depend on how they they want to set it up because yeah. you wouldn't be able to set it up as the normal because you know, normally Assassin's Creed you're following a story arc so. Yeah. It probably won't work that way, but it'd be kind of fun to try and play with. So, hmm. yeah, I think they could do some cool stuff with the setting if they did that too. Yes. They could be a little mm-hmm. bit more experimental with different settings and going to like different more locations. Of like, like you could just make uh, levels. Like you could have just survive in this one level after you beat yeah. some type of checkpoint or get something there. Then you unlock a whole new area in a different time period or something like that. So, well, they had something sort of like that in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Where you could build up your own assassin brotherhood around you, mm-hmm. yeah. and if one of your assassins died, you had to replace him with a new assassin. Yeah. So it could kind of work with that type of gameplay of but your you assassin. You get to play as him instead of just like sending. You get to play as all these different assassins. Yeah, that'd be yeah. Cool. that would be that that would be a really neat idea to be able to play as a lot of different assassins. And with Rob saying Assassin's Creed, I think we all know what I'm going to say. Any guesses? Mario, of some kind. Although there's You've already, already got a, a million Mario's. Mario. What has uh, Mario not been Mar- in? I, I don't we have like five Mario RPG games. That's, the only thing he has been is first-person shooters, which Mario Sunshine kind of is. Not really. <laughs> it's a third-person I mean, shooter. Third could have shooter. almost yeah. been a Super Mario Sunshine first-person shooter. Oh, dude, what if they did a Splatoon Mario Sunshine crossover? Dude, I have always wanted oh, that. Ever goodness. since I saw Splatoon, I wanted them to do like some kind of Mario Super Mario Sunshine DLC or something The cool like thing that about too. Splatoon, too, is I feel like you could pretty much cross it over into like almost anything. Yes. Like You could make like a really awesome 3D adventure game or a platformer game. Like Think like kind of a ukulele, Banjo-Kazooie, Mario 64 type style game. Or like Maybe even like a, like a racing or kind of kart racing game where you could like shoot ink out and stuff like that, or you could even just throw the inklings into pretty much any Nintendo game and they'd fit perfectly. Yes. They would. <laughs> so what you're saying is that Splatoon should be the new Mario. Not not that much. Obviously. Nothing can be the new just fits, Mario. Exactly. You, well, no, obviously, but like the modern day Mario, the modern day game that just yeah. fits every genre. I, well, I wouldn't say every genre, but I think they should definitely capitalize on the popularity of that game and its IP mm-hmm. and experiment more with it. Because, I mean, as great as Splatoon is, and as much as I want a sequel that's like the first one, I feel like they could do a lot more with it and they could definitely make... branch it out, not just have like the sequel just be you know, inking people in a multiplayer mode. Yeah, I love your idea of like a 3D. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Like Mario 64, Banjo Kazooie, yeah. or something. I mean, the, the, that would be amazing. It had a single player mode that did have some platforming elements. Yeah, that were it really was cool, cool. But like, but it was kind it was, of split up into levels and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it was very linear. It was pretty much you were just linear. following a yeah. small path. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Make it a lot more fleshed out. I think that would be really, that would really be, cool. That would be really cool. And then just almost make like a just a multiplayer mode that's in every version yes. that you can play across, kind of like Metal Gear yeah. Online or something. Man, we're coming up some good ideas. Aren't we? I like it. I like it. Wait, so was that, great, that was yeah. the answer to the question? Was... No, no, no. I was, oh. That was just a side topic. <laughs> that was a side topic. That was, was really side... awesome. Yes. I think that's probably our best idea. Uh, but I was thinking of a franchise that I like that I would like to see revived in a different genre, and I thought F-Zero. You love F-Zero. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Everyone loves Captain Falcon, right? Like, he's yeah. everyone's 
one of everyone's favorite character in any of the Smash Bros. games. You know, Falcon Punch, using the knee of justice. <laughs> so many fun moves, but, like, he does have, like, a lore in, like, the F-Zero games, and no one really knows it. No one really knows anything about him. In the F-Zero games, you're just playing as cars, pretty much, even though there are pilots. So making some type of, like, F-Zero game where he's, like, because he's a bounty hunter who flies across the galaxy and does bounties and then does races in his free time. So make a game about that where you can enter races maybe to make money, but you have, like, a, a central ship, the Falcon Flyer, that was featured in Smash Bros. You could fly it to different systems and walk around worlds almost kind of like Mass Effect and pick up different quests and then go on, like, missions where it's almost kind of like a 3D action game where it's almost like a hack and slash or you could make it more action-oriented, like uh, um, uh, like an Assassin's Creed type game where you're exploring and interacting with lots of NPCs. But I don't know. I feel like they could do pretty much anything with that because that's, that's a giant sci-fi world. And with the technology that we have nowadays, like to do crazy open-world sci-fi action-adventure games, like that's awesome. And Nintendo hasn't really tried that, and they haven't really done anything with their sci-fi franchises outside of Star Fox Zero earlier this year, which wasn't that great. And so, I don't know. They could do that, or they could even cross it over with Metroid and do, like, a Metroid F-Zero crossover. That would be really cool. Like, imagine you could be be or Samus or Captain Falcon, and you go on missions. Like, the Samus ones are more first-person shooter. The Captain Falcon ones are have a little bit of shooting, but it's mostly, like, up-close melee combat and... It'd be really cool to see those two characters cross over because fans from both those series are desperate for a new game. <laughs> yes, and they, they are. they're both bounty hunters in space. Like you could totally make it work without having it stretch too much. So be... I don't know. I'm just desperate for anything new F Zero. So you are. That is true. So but you are. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool. More Captain Falcon, I think, would make everyone everyone happy. Yes. Yeah. Or just you. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> you tell me you don't like Captain Falcon, Rob. <laughs> No, I love Captain Remember Falcon. Remember when, you, when you landed character. your first Falcon Punch in Smash Bros. for 64? That was a great moment for everyone. It was. It was a beautiful <laughs> moment. I, I cried. <laughs> you cried. What are you, Nathan? <laughs> Any um, ideas? I want the Pokemon MMO. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a cop-out. <laughs> what? All right. Well, you tell mean us your ideas. Okay, okay. Not an actual MMO, because I don't like MMOs, but as everyone knows, like Pokemon is a really fun game. Um... And I think it would just be really neat to be able to, to not necessarily be an MMO with people from all different, like, from all over the world and stuff like that. But it would be neat to be able to maybe, like, team up with your friends and kind of go on an adventure together and play together through Almost just making a Pokemon game multiplayer where you can run around the world together. Yeah, exactly. We could run around the world together, put it on console like we all want. Maybe the NX, if it's a portable hybrid thing, that's... Kind of a console. Wait, I have an idea. Experience. Why don't they just do an update for Pokemon Go where you can see the other people walking around? There you go, Pokemon MMO. <laughs> that is true. I mean, I, I remember yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go is pretty much like, already. Well, yeah. I think this is the best we're ever going to get for this. Closest to an MMO. Yes, ever. exactly. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that that's probably true. Kind of a really neat I've... thing too. Pokemon has done a lot of. They've actually done a fair amount of like spinoffs and done some crossovers and stuff like that. Um, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Alpha Beta White. Exactly that that game. Pokemon oh Trozy, Pokemon Which, Shuffle. Pokemon I think I've only Pink played. Runs. I think the only ones I've played is the, uh, the main Pokemon games, and then I played Shuffle. Pokemon Stadium's good. Pokemon Stadium is a great spin. It was the first time we saw Pokemon That's in 3D. Yeah. I played that game this weekend, and I still love it. So, Dude, you destroyed that. Wheel. That's a great game. <laughs> yes, good story. Good times. Good times. But yeah, uh, that's probably um, my number one. I would like really like to see. 
or just a Pokemon console game in general that's like an actual Pokemon game. Actually, like in 3D. Or has Pokemon really elements. Yeah. It's not just like a fighting game or like a mystery dungeon yes. crawler game. Like it's an. Yeah. Actually has core Pokemon battling mm-hmm. and exploring elements in it and yep. a console with some type of online component. I yes. think. I mean, it's still like hotcakes, but Nintendo has said they want to kind of keep it on handheld. I mean, Pokemon I stands for Pokemon. Pokemon Company who said that. I mean, it stands for Pocket Monsters, so yes. they want people to carry Pokemon in their pocket, I guess. But I guess so. If the NX is kind of handheld, you could get away with it, right? Exactly. So, See, listen up. I think you're listen right. Up Pokemon I think Company. You're right. They should do, do it, please. But uh, I was kind of looking through a list as I was thinking of different video game crossovers. And I realized I haven't really played a lot of crossover games that I've really liked. I mean, outside of like Smash Bros. and stuff, obviously. Yes. Um, but but Smash Bros. is kind of that cop out answer because it's like everyone's played Smash Bros. But yeah, you don't really think sure. of it as a crossover. Yeah, it's yeah. its own series now. When it first came out, though, it was pretty big. Like that was a big deal. It was huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Seeing that commercial with all the people dressed up in the Donkey Kong, Mario, and Yoshi suits, and they're like yeah. running around in a field, and they're like beating the crap out of each other. I'm like, what? This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but. There has been a lot of video games that have had, like, cameos and, like, just kind of minor crossovers in them. Um, and some of my favorites that I was thinking of was Soul Calibur 2. You could play as Link. In the GameCube version. In the GameCube version. Yeah. I think the other version, no, too, yeah. they had crossover characters as they well. They did, yeah. Um, they did, yeah. They had a lot. Link, obviously, was the best one. Yes. And he was really spammy with his boomerang and bombs. And it was... Projectiles. <laughs> he always got booed if you picked Link in uh, Yeah, he was kind of cheap. But that was really, really cool. And I remember playing playing that attend with uh, my cousin at his house. Then, I mean, Link again in Mario Kart 8 when they did that DLC pack. They did, they did the Link. Oh, yeah, that was great. Captain Falcon, or... Not they Captain did not Falcon. bring a Captain okay, Falcon. Okay, they gave us an F-Zero level, though. They, cool. You can get a Captain Falcon outfit for your Mii if you scan the Amiibo, uh-huh. which I've done and raced with, but it's not the same because the Mii sounds like a drunk person. Yeah. They did some cool... They did the Animal Crossing level with the Villager, which was cool, and Isabel, which is weird. Yeah, and they had a uh, Excite Bite level that they brought back, and they yeah. kind of experimented with crossover and Mario Kart 8 DLC, which was... Yeah, really, was really, really cool. Neat. That was cool to see. I don't. I mean, honestly, I don't know why they don't do more of that kind of stuff with Mario Kart. Like, why not make Mario Kart kind of like Smash Bros. Like Nintendo you, Kart. Yeah, where you got like Kirby in there, you got Ganondorf, you got Samus. You know, got all the different kind of Nintendo characters in there. And then like, they can put Cloud in there too. Just cause. not Cloud. Not Cloud. <laughs> no. Uh, but uh, yeah. Any other like cameos or video games that have crossed over that uh, you guys maybe like? What am I? One of my all-time favorite is in um, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. I think it's the second one. Mm-hmm. No, it's the first one. Okay, you good. can. The second one's terrible. <laughs> you can, yeah, I, it was horrible. You could unlock uh, Guybrush Threepwood. Oh yeah, from as the, your uh, character. Monkey Island Do you series? guys remember that? I don't yeah, from the that. Monkey Islands. I didn't. Could, I don't think I ever unlocked so, him. I didn't know about that. It was so cool because then you're running around as this huge-headed, you know, the Monkey Island main character who's yeah. just a dork. And you're trying to play this serious, you know, I'm a Sith Dark Lord type yeah. person. And here you are running around this giant head, you know, from the Monkey Island series. You just kept expecting the music to play. It was great. That was one of my favorite crossovers just ever. Hands down. One of the best ones. That yeah, cool. that's awesome. Uh, Jeff, I think um, one of the games I think is really cool, kind of the series, is the Marvel vs. Capcom fighting series. Oh, it's, yeah. I love Marvel. Oh, really yeah. Good. Those are Kind great. of crossover to yeah, we universes. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Uh, meeting each other and stuff like that. Um, 
the characters I feel like are pretty well balanced, like pretty well balanced and like complement each other really well. And yeah, you've played that game more than me though. Oh yeah, uh, I played Marvel vs. Capcom two all the time. Uh, one of my friends had it on Dreamcast growing up, and so we pretty much played exclusively that and Power Stone on the Dreamcast. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and then my grandma got like a PS two in like two thousand four or something, like when it was like kind of cheaper. And she kind of wanted, like, a console that could play DVDs, took up to TV, and also just have one when the grandkids would come over that we could play. And she's like, all right, like, what game should I get? I'm like, Grandma, I don't care what games you get. Just get Marvel vs. Capcom 2 because you couldn't get it on the GameCube, which is what I had. And so she picked that up, and every time we go to our grandma's house, we would just play Marvel vs. Capcom 2, and me and my brothers <laughs> would all switch off. And, I mean, I, I didn't play tons of Capcom games growing up. Um, so, like, I played as Ken every once in a while, but... Pretty much mostly played the Marvel stuff because I'm, I'm a big Marvel Marvel Comics guy and got really good with Spider-Man and Venom and Wolverine. They were my, my three main characters. And yeah. um, that the hand-drawn animation in that game is, like, beautiful. Like, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 especially. Um, I played a little bit of the third one, which um, it works pretty much the same uh, gameplay-wise, but they're 3D models, which I was kind of bummed out by because 2D animation in video games is, it's... like, non-existent nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really kind of like that art style, but yeah, I still go back and play it every once in a while. I have it on Xbox Live Arcade, and um, I really, really like, really, really like that series. They did a couple other ones with like Capcom versus SNK, but Marvel vs. Capcom was the best, I, I think. Um, and it looks like Jack the one... in the chat right here <laughs> said he wants them <laughs> to take Metroid, replace the main protagonist with a chibi style multiplayer game. That's really disappointing. Oh, wait! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Well, I, I haven't here. played uh, Metroid Federation Force, but uh, I played the, the played soccer Blast demo, Ball. Blast Ball, that came out. And that Which was like Rocket much fun League, but not very fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, well, Nintendo's getting our messages loud and clear. <laughs> the other uh, big crossover game series that I think a lot of people played, I mean, well, there's Kingdom Hearts, which That's was sort I, of I was a I don't that fancy up, I know Disney that. one. I, I really like that one. That one's a good one. But the other, like, kind of the 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 twin to uh, Capcom versus Marvel was DC Universe versus Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, wait. Which it was like also kind of it was a Mortal Kombat game that was before Injustice that didn't have any yeah. of the blood in it. It had the the uh, DC characters in it. I didn't know that was a yeah. game. Yeah, which is where, actually, I think that's where Injustice actually came from, was yeah. this idea, yeah. you know, the same series and all. So that actually was one of those crossover, a seri- a new series, DC series, went over into the Mortal Kombat universe and then actually adopted that genre and kept going. So that would yeah. be one of those, you know, what series you want to make into a different genre. And it worked. Yeah. So Yeah, Injustice but, is super yeah. fun. Yeah, Injustice That's is a good. lot of fun. They made good uh, money off it, obviously, because they're coming out with Injustice, Injustice 2 next year. So. And it's all over the PlayStation yeah. Store. You can pre-order it now. It's Seriously. really annoying. <laughs> uh, but uh, two other quick games I wanted to mention was um, NBA Street Volume 3, which me and Nathan played some NBA Street this weekend. He never played First before. time I ever played NBA Street. I played all the time with my brothers growing up. We like unlocked oh, like, yeah. all the secret characters and got our created characters all the way leveled up. And uh, the third one on the GameCube, you could play as Mario, Luigi, and Peach, which seen like Mario go up against LeBron and like Allen Iverson, and, like do all these stupid <laughs> and dunk it. And like 
Mario's not a realistic looking character, no, so not seeing at all. him stand next to like realistic looking NBA players was really, really funny. <laughs> I bet. And like the announcer would like call, like, oh, Mario with the crazy trick on the slamma jamma. <laughs> That's so awesome. that was pretty cool. And he was also in like a, they did a SSX snowboarding game that Mario, Peach, and Luigi were in as well. They had oh, some wow. partnership with EA that they played oh, in a yeah. couple of those games. That's sweet. Um, and the other one was Mario vs. Sonic in the Olympic Games, which nope. yep. the first one that came out wasn't really that good of a game, but like. It was just really cool. I to... was, yeah, I was like, I was in high school at the time and like. I, I did something, like, I think I did a bunch of chores, or, like, I got, like, all A's on my report card, or something where my mom's like, all right, well, I'll let you pick out one g- Wii game that we can play together with the family. And I'm like, oh, let's get Mario and Sonic. This is so cool. And I just bought it off the hype that Mario and Sonic <laughs> are in the same game after 20 years, like, being that Nintendo kid who would walk around defending my my Mario's against Super Mario World Sonic. card against the Sega kids. Yes. And, like, seeing them come together and, like, battle it out in the Olympics mm-hmm. with, like, great John Williams music was a really, really big deal. And, you know, Wait, now... John Williams scored the yeah, music for that? John Williams did the music for it. What? Yeah, it was awesome. That makes it 100% <laughs> more exciting. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I mean, he wrote the Olympic theme, so might as well, okay, right? I guess that makes sense. Look, at, look it up on YouTube. Like, the opening cinematic of any of the Mario and Sonic games is amazing John Williams' original music on it. Wow. It's really cool. Awesome. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah, so sh- shout out to that series as well. I mean, nowadays the new one just came out. We've kind of seen it a couple of times, so it's not that big of a deal. But back in 2008 for Beijing, that was that was pretty cool. That was pretty came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've had some fun with that. I remember we played it a few Yeah, times. yeah, we played it a couple times with people. It's kind of fun. As I mean, it's a all waggle controls, game and waggle, but... <laughs> and you just kind of laugh at it and stuff. Yeah. But it's yeah. a fun casual game. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But, yeah, so I think that about covers our video game crossovers. Any other ideas about crossovers or... I think one thing that that we should probably mention is just, like, there is a lot of demand for, like, the two different game series meet up in the middle crossover. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we talked a little bit about what game we'd like to see in one genre jump to the other, but we didn't really say anything about, like, what two series would we like to see connect together. Oh. For me, I, I, I said Metro and F-Zero, and I, I stand by Yeah, that. you that did mention that one. You did yeah, mention that I one. Metro and F-Zero would be great. Um, High-speed alien shooting and racing with two of the coolest Smash Bros. characters. Sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> that would be awesome. Rob, do you have any? I do, actually. Uh, Uncharted and Tomb Raider. <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> of course. I mean, let's be honest. They're yeah, practically they're already are the same. Very they're basically games. the same game anyways, so and they're want, pretty much wait. set at the same time. So let's have a story where they meet each other and like go destroy like, tombs. Nathan Drake and... to, to get with, with uh, Laura Croft? No. Young Nathan oh, Drake. No. Young Nathan Drake meets up with the current reboot, young Laura Croft, and they go off on this adventure, and they kind of flirt a little bit, but they never get together or anything. And that's like before he yeah. like meets Lena and everyone else. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, actually. no, that would, be, that would be awesome. I mean, I'd play that. To have the Uncharted people write it, I wasn't a huge fan of Tomb Raider, the new Tomb the Raider story. story. Yeah, I didn't but if the Uncharted yeah. people got they got some of the writers from that to do that story, I think that could be done well. And I feel like with those type of games, like it'd be really easy to please fans with the story because you pretty much just have them chase a treasure and you're good. Mm-hmm. But with like a lot of other video game crossovers, like a Metroid and F Zero crossover, like. It'd be a lot harder to do That'd a story so that would make yeah. sense for both franchises. Yeah, with the different worlds yeah. and different what's going on and stuff yeah. like that. So. But like playing those games, you could feel like, oh, this is totally a place that Lara Croft could have been at before yes, type thing. Exactly. So it definitely would yeah. work with those two. That, that's a good idea. Yes. 
cool. I, I laughed when they actually released the box art for the PS4 Definitive Rise of the Tomb Raider game because it's like the exact same box art as the Uncharted collection. It's like like a faded like blue color with like Laura Croft looking down. It's like the same as like oh no, it's Uncharted Four box art oh, with Nathan yeah. Drake blue like looking. Oh down yeah, in the yeah. yeah. It's like exactly the same. I'm like, oh, people wonder why these games are so similar. Like, yes. There you go. Yeah. Do you have any ideas, Nathan, before we go um, on? I don't have anything that I super um, would love to see. You don't um, want to see Kirby mixed into Zelda? Mm, no. I think it would Nathan, be cool do you if want did to... more with the Donkey Kong Mario series, but not like mini Donkey Kong versus Mario or whatever that puzzle game is that they've done. Yeah, I don't like the puzzle game. Like I, they kind of are in the same universe already, so I think it would be cool to do um, some kind of Mario Donkey Kong crossover, but... Like, maybe, I don't know, maybe make it, like, a platformer, because they're both platformers, but... Yeah, they did in... some kind of platforming quirk yeah. that could be cool. Yeah, I, think I mean, I'll buy any Mario platformers. Yes. So. <laughs> but, no, do you... Nathan, you, do, you don't want to see the uh, Zelda Elder Scrolls crossover? No. That, I don't want Zelda <laughs> to be, like... That's, like, heresy. Yeah. We're getting Breath of the Wild, which is kind of open world, and that's, that's as far exactly. as they should that go is, into that, that territory. That is perfect looking for, for what um, it needs to be. But what about the all-time cutest game in the world? Kirby... Yoshi crossover. Okay, Kirby Yoshi crossover. Would be oh cool. my you gosh, have to that would be I'm, I'm tired of platformers though, so you have to sell me on some kind of other. No, game, like but... it'd be a platformer that would have yeah. like a little bit of puzzle solving, where like you'd have to solve puzzles with Yoshi and Kirby. Like Yoshi would have to use his tongue, and Kirby would have to fly. Yoshi's Woolly like, World came out after Yoshi uh, Yarn uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Yeah, so they could make a, a Kirby and uh, Yoshi Yarn game where they uh-huh. like accidentally get knitted together and they're one character. <laughs> now that would be great. <laughs> Uh, that sounds like something straight out of a horror movie. <laughs> Yoshi could eat them, turn them into an egg, and then Kirby would inhale that egg and become yeah. a Yoshified version of that creature that Yoshi ate. That would be hilarious. I think it should be the reverse. Kirby should eat them, and then they just poop him out as an egg, and then... <laughs> <laughs> Kirby poops it out as an egg, gets Yoshi powers. <laughs> yeah. Weird. That'd be interesting. I don't know. Be, that'd be so weird. It'd, it'd be a cute game. I could say that much. It would be... It would be actually, yeah. well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Moving on to our third and final segment. We always wrap up the show with what we're playing this week. Um, so, I don't know who wants to start, but... I'll start. Uh, I've been playing Madden NFL 15. Uh, I played through an entire franchise in the last week, or an entire season. <laughs> you won the big one, right? With the Denver Broncos. I won the big one. Paxton Lynch was my starting quarterback, so... Who? Uh, their rookie quarterback they got they drafted. You won so. the Super Bowl with him. I won the Super Bowl. Was with he him. Super Bowl MVP? He didn't have a great season. I think he threw for like two thousand yards total. I ran for like two hundred yards a game, so I was, I was mainly yeah. a running offense. Um, <laughs> I think I threw as many touchdowns. It was all about that D. There's like some sport fans listening to podcasts who are like freaking going. Finally, somebody's speaking <laughs> our language right now. <laughs> exactly. So I did that. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then also played some Hyrule Warriors with Jeff this weekend, which we kind of already talked about. Who's your um, favorite character, by the way? Hyrule from Hyrule Warriors? That you played uh, I know you didn't play as much. Well, but... I didn't play it as much. I think the funnest character I played as was actually the first one I played as, which was Darunia, who's the uh, Goron character. Dude, he is so funny. His, he has a really cool hammer that you can use, and you can do like a cool rolling attack. He's and so powerful. Like that. He's really powerful. He has some really unique moves. So, And was... he does the Surya song, Happy Dance, when you win a battle, which is yes. awesome. Yes. <laughs> it was awesome. So... Yeah, that was really cool. And then, um, yeah, I've been playing actually a lot of multiplayer lately. I've played some Overwatch a couple times this last week. Um, 
season two comes out, what, two weeks or something like that about? Uh, yeah, they still haven't set it out a date because they're still testing changes on the yes. test servers, but probably but yeah. two weeks. Yep, really enjoying that. I really, really like Lucio in that game. So Overwatch is such a yes. good game. Overwatch is a really good game. Uh, Sir, Mr. Fields, Adam, if you are listening to this, you should get Overwatch and not... Uh, <laughs> not whatever, Battleborn. Not Battleborn. <laughs> um, yeah, and shout out to Anthony, too. He's huge, huge Overwatch yes. fan. He's He's doing lots of... Radio stuff with Overwatch. Yes. So. Yeah, so that's yeah. pretty Such a good game. Yeah. yeah, so Overwatch and then some Smash Brothers as well, just locally and stuff like that. I, I was thinking about it. I was like, I wonder how many hours I've put into Smash Brothers 4 for Wii U and 3DS. Like, it's between, like, my Hundreds. Wii U, your <laughs> Wii U, like, on my 3DS, it's, like, probably got to be at least 500 or something like that. Yep. I, oh, I yeah. think I've put, like, 100-something, probably between 100 and 150 on, my, on the 3DS version. Uh-huh. Played a lot when it first came out before the Wii U one came out, especially. And then I think on my Wii U version, I have like about 280 or something like that. Something. Most of that's played with like you and yeah, some other yeah. guys. So yeah, it's a great game to play with other friends, especially lo- locally. Yeah, it's super good. So yeah, uh, right off that, obviously I've been playing lots of Hyrule Warriors. We already talked about that. Um, and then Smash Bros. with Nathan. And then uh, like I said, introduced an NBA Street, which is the second best NBA video game franchise of all time behind NBA Jam of course you mean behind of NBA course. 2K not 2K, not 2K no dude NBA Jam was the best series NBA ever and it's I'm one of the few games boom shakalaka it's one of the few <laughs> games to be revived after missing multiple video game generations and still be really good with yes. with the on fire edition yeah that's true Xbox Live Arcade and uh, PSN that was such a good game played it tons in uh, college and shout out again to Super Mr. Fields. Me and him were unstoppable online. Is Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. You guys were really good, I remember. <laughs> we played people online all the time. So dominant. Um, but love, love NBA Street. Had some fun playing that with Nathan. Uh, have, have some classic times. And like I said, my sister's visiting me this week. And they, she likes playing two games on PS4. Only two. <laughs> and it's Injustice because she loves being the Joker and fighting in like the Killing Joke tourist outfit for some reason. It's so disturbing. We've been playing a lot of Injustice, but actually, she got bored after I beat her a couple times, and so I messed around with the single-player mode, and there's these cool, like, Star Lab missions that are, like, really very, like, adds, like, different elements to the battle, and you can play as, like, some different different characters and stuff, and I'm having a lot of fun with that, so I've been, I played that for, like, an hour or two, which was pretty fun. There's a lot of variety in there, and then uh, the other game she really likes playing is Battlefront, and so I haven't played Battlefront probably in, like, five, six months or something. Like, I deleted it off my hard drive a while ago, but picked that up and played it, played a couple rounds with her. I know uh, she talked you into playing a couple rounds as well, Nathan. I did. Hero mode. Fun times. I won in hero mode. So. Yeah. And, uh, so <laughs> played a couple rounds of that and I, the game just makes me sad. So, cause it looks so pretty and I want to love it so much, but I played for like 15 minutes, like, and then I'm just like, well, I'm done. This is really shallow and not exciting or what I want it to be. Yeah. So it's there's no story mode or the campaign mode, basically. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not no even that, but player. I feel like I feel like the ga- the gameplay is kind of arcadey, which is kind of a good thing, but also kind of like not a good thing because just like you can just play and shoot people, and there's no like really overarching goal or anything like that, and the gameplay isn't so good that it's like super super fun to continue to play hour after hour. Yeah, it doesn't really reward yeah. you for anything. There's not really any end goal or reward yeah. or anything like that. Like well, a good progression with Destiny, really Overwatch, good. like you know you're constantly getting loot boxes or you're getting new gear and stuff. This one, when you level up, you get credits that you can put towards, like, a slightly incremented different 
blaster, blaster or just like different mm. emotes and helmets that different, aren't cool different and you don't skins, really but they're all really use. Poor. They're all very similar. Yeah. Like it's not like really cool Overwatch skins that you like, oh man, I really want that skin or something. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just kind of meh. But I don't know. And they've done tons of updates since then for DLC that are paid and it locks you out of the content. So like I play like a hero battle mode online and like everyone's playing those like Lando and all these characters that they added. But like, it shows them on my character select screen, but it, they're just grayed out. It's like you must purchase these characters for fifteen. I'm like, okay, that's that's kind of dumb. But yeah. That's EA for you, I guess. So, I don't. Yeah. I hope with the second one they they do a really good job with it, and I probably won't buy it until it's twenty dollars. But <laughs> I hope it's better. <laughs> Wait a little bit longer this time. Yeah. Yeah. I waited ten years for Battlefront Three, so I had to buy it and. Uh, that I did, but I'm really excited. There's a company that's making um, what is it called? It's like Galactic Conquest or something like that. And they're oh, yeah, releasing, they're, like, they're, they're making like the canceled one, right? Yeah, they are. So yeah. I'm really excited that about that RTS one. Game? No, like the Battlefront 3 project that got canned that Pandemic oh. was originally making. Yeah, they basically the just picked yeah. it up. Someone like picked, they up, picked the up the project, the... like it got leaked, like the files or something online. And so people kind of picked it up and they kind of been adding their own assets and they're making basically their own like free to play fan version of what was supposed to be Battlefront 3. I forgot Ooh. about that, so I'll have to check that out. I mean I doubt I can play it yeah. on my Mac or anything, but it's yeah, yeah. It's cool. cool. It looked like it was exclusive to Steam, so we'll yeah. see. Oh, okay. Um so this week I've been playing I played a I was gone for most of the week. Um I flew up to Seattle and was up there for a funeral, but um I did get to play some NBA two K with Nathan. We uh, trash talked each other. Yeah, we uh awesome. we we were doing some really unique things like we took what was it we did uh Shaq versus Shaq we did so uh, we yeah, had we got all, all the different eras of Shaq in NBA 2K and uh, played the it. heaviest matchup of all time it was great and we played it we did another one where it was you had to have three people on the court two yeah. of them had to be three point shooters or two of them could be whoever you wanted and one had to be a big man and you could only shoot three pointers yes, so we were just messing around on blacktop it was, was a lot of fun. fun yeah it was fun. It was actually really funny learned something about Shaq this weekend is that he is basically an owner or top investor of a esports team i heard that more and more nba players are doing that yeah. uh, rick fox owns an esports team and yeah there there's a, I, I didn't put it in the news but there is a kind of a weird thing with one of the uh, the esports teams uh, team liquid which is a pretty well known team where for some reason their funds dried up or their sponsors didn't pay them or something where they didn't basically pay any of their players for, like, a month or something. Oh, gosh. And it was just kind of, like, these people are competitive players who are being paid to play their games and compete and represent this team, and they're not getting paid for over a month, and no communication was given out. So, basically, tons of the members of the team all dropped out and were joining different teams. And oh, wow. So I saw Shaq, like, tweeting, like, oh, we just landed, like, Liquid Nar- Nario, who's, like, the top Smash 4 player and stuff. I'm like, wait, what? Shaq owns a... Uh, esports oh. theme, so it's kind of funny. It's the it's the poor man's way to get into sports. Yeah, <laughs> the poor man's way. Yeah, because Shaq needs Shaq help needs, getting into sports. Shaq doesn't. Yeah, because Shaq doesn't have <laughs> enough money. But yeah, cool. Um, and then I played a I played a little bit of Uncharted for this last week, still kind of working through it. I didn't get a lot. I probably only paid like thirty minutes, so I didn't really play very far. I think I I didn't even make it through one whole sequence. So. Um, I'm hoping that, that so I do need to finish that up too. I, yeah. I want to mess around. Yeah, with yeah. I'm gonna. I need that's a, my I need goal for this next week because I'm gonna finish Uncharted Four and hopefully see if I can play a little bit more Fallout Three because you know always. I was gonna say Fallout, Fallout 3. Three has dropped from the list. Does that mean you're not gonna play it anymore, Rob? <laughs> <Dropped from the list. laughs> 
No, it just I didn't get around to playing it this oh, week. So he was out of town. Didn't have time. He, he would have okay. played it if he could have. Don't don't get too excited. Yep. I uh, would have. Well, <laughs> awesome. Well. Thank you so much for tuning into our show. We are going to be ending our show now with uh, different uh, video game music. And so today's theme is the title theme, uh, which is kind of remixed between the DuckTales theme and a Katamari Damachi theme, 8-bit version. And uh, Nathan, who's the composer for this? Uh, the composer is uh, Hiroshige Tonomura. Is I believe how, that's how I would pronounce that. Yeah. You're listening. Yeah, I appreciate Hiroshige, you butchered that. Name wrong. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> enjoy this uh, about two minute song here. We'll try to bring a different song uh, at the end of every show. But signing off. Thanks for listening to the Hey Listen Gamescast. Yeah. Later.